0: So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of t for c can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Jeff Madoff. I actually think it would be cool for our young listeners to hear Just how iterative careers, and in this case, creative careers, often are. I know you were very entrepreneurial as a young child, but after you graduated from the University of Wisconsin with a double major in psychology and philosophy, how the heck did you get into fashion in Madison, Wisconsin?
1: Yeah, I guess it doesn't really seem to follow, does it? No. Uh, So I worked in this uh, small clothing boutique in Madison, and it was a cool little store. I did the buying for it, which already makes it sound like a bigger store than it was. The owner was only three or four years older than I when he started this store. And I talked him into having me do the buying in New York. So I would find really cool stuff. And because Madison's a major college campus, like the rock bands that would come through Madison, they would come into the store to buy stuff. And it was a fun place at that time. I got a call from a dear friend of mine who I grew up with. His mother and my mother grew up together. So I don't remember not knowing him. A guy named Ken Meerman. And Kenny said to me, because he graduated a year before me, And he said, look, I've saved up some money. Can you think of a gig that would earn more than bank interest? So I said, well, you know, I work in this clothing store and I see what sells and I could always draw. So I said, I'll start a clothing company. Now, as I look back, Andrea, I'm glad that like I wasn't in the bathroom or something. I said, I'll start a paper towel, or toilet paper company. (laughs) But I happened to be in the clothing store. And so I was ignorant, but not stupid. And the difference being ignorant, you can learn stupids forever. And uh, I remember I was so ignorant that when I went to a store and saw fabric on the bolt, I thought that that was wholesale because it hadn't been made into anything yet. So he sent me what was more money than I had ever had at one time. It's like fifteen or sixteen hundred dollars. and that's what I started the company with. So part of that is also the phrase that one hears, Ignorance is bliss, because I thought it was a lot of money. I had no idea how little money that actually was. And I took one of the shirts from the store and cut it apart so I could see the jigsaw puzzle pieces that made a shirt, because I had no idea how they were actually constructed. And I got some of the people who did alterations for the store to sew some of my designs, put them in the store. They sold out quickly, had another dozen and a half made concept. So I was off and running with the clothing business and having to learn a business that I really knew nothing about. The business grew very, very fast. I was doubling every two or three months. And within a year and a half, I had financial banking. I had factories in Wisconsin employed over 110, 120 people, an office in New York. And as you mentioned, I was chosen one of the top 10 young designers in the United States. But I want to give you some context. I think there were only eight of us, so it wasn't so hard to be in the top 10. Because at that time, young people weren't starting businesses. Startups were not a thing back when I started my company. So I learned a tremendous amount. And the biggest takeaway that I got was that as I transitioned into the film business, and we can go into that in just a moment, how that happened, As I transitioned into the film business, I realized, like with clothing, the protocols of the business were the same. And I could apply what I had learned in designing and manufacturing and selling a line of clothing and make it almost seamless in terms of transitioning into film. Now, what do you mean by the protocols were the same? What I learned with the clothing business directly applied to moving into the film business. And what I mean by the protocols are the same is when I was designing a line of clothing, I had to sketch the clothing. I had to break it down into how much material it would take to do it, how much labor and the cost of that to do it, how long would it take to be manufactured so I could ship it by a deadline, get paid, pay off the fabric and the manufacturing and all of that, And that created this cycle of business. When I transitioned into the film, you start off with a storyboard, the sketch. What's the labor I need in order to go out and shoot this story? How much time do I need? What does that cost? The materials, renting equipment, film, or videotape at that time, and figuring out all of the costs, the deadline. When was this film due? And then getting paid for my work so I could pay off. In the same way, the suppliers that I got stuff from, the crew that I used, and so on. So the businesses were very much the same in terms of just what you had to do to accomplish the task and continue to be in business. And it's the same thing in putting together a play. And when you think about it, it's pretty much the same for any kind of business product or service that you're doing. You need to know all those different costs along the line, how much it'll cost you to manufacture it. How much can you sell it for? When you can deliver it by billing the client and all of those things. So business is business, no matter what you're doing. There may be a different vocabulary, but those protocols and steps you have to go through are the same for any business.